Welcome back to Graduate Gabble. I'm Emer O'Connor and today I am joined by Dr. Jamie Pau from the School of History, Anthropology, Philosophy and Politics. Jamie, could you tell us a bit about yourself and of your experience supporting master's students? Thanks very much for having me. It's very nice to be here. So I'm a lecturer in political science. I did my PhD here at Queen's, which was a great experience. Uh, then went away to Belgium to do a postdoc and then was very lucky to have this opportunity to come back to uh, be on the other side of things. So I'm very much enjoying being in the School of HAP. In my time at Queen's so far, I've had the pleasure of supervising a number of master's students and I look forward to uh, hopefully supervising PhD students as well down the line. Thank you, Jamie. Can you describe your experience of being a supervisor in three words? Very, very rewarding. So hopefully that's not too much of a cliche, but as we go on, then I might be able to explain and justify why using a cliche like that might be acceptable in this case. Well, I am certainly looking forward to hearing about your experiences. Let's start at the beginning of the master's journey. What skills or qualities do you expect an incoming master's student to have? Well, I think that at the master's level, it's skills in critical thinking, which are very important. I mean, we tell undergraduates this as well, but at the master's level, you know, we really do want to encourage students to be thinking more critically about what they read and to equip them with the skills and to be able to go off and do their own research and to think of themselves, not just as students of political science or politics, but to then think of themselves as political scientists. So that's part of the journey that we want to, to see students go on. And also having strong organizational skills is particularly important at the master's level. Students may be coming into a master's in politics from quite different places. They may not necessarily have a background in politics at undergraduate level, but at least having organizational skills to deal with the relevant intensity of doing a taught program at postgraduate level is very important. And I think then the most important quality is to simply have a sense of curiosity about the political world. As I say, you know, people may be coming to a master's program with very different experiences. They may not have done a dissertation before at the master's level. It may have been quite a while since they studied politics or some similar kind of degree, but simply having a sense of curiosity and wanting to find out more thinking critically about the political world, I think that's the most important quality to have coming into a master's in politics. It is so interesting that you've highlighted these particular skills and qualities. We have had discussions with master's students on previous episodes, and they too have highlighted how they implement these skills, how they actually developed and enhanced their skills along the way. They've also discussed how passionate and curious they were about their chosen subject area. Some of our previous speakers have completed their studies since being on this podcast, so we would like to congratulate them and wish them every success in the future. Back to you now, Jamie. From your experience, what aspects of transitioning into a master's do students find most challenging? Well, I think that it can be simply the intensity of the programme. I mean, compared to the undergraduate level, there is a lot more reading associated with each module. And also then when it comes to completing the dissertation, as I mentioned, you know, not every student on a master's program will have experience of doing that kind of research before. 
independently. So that means that the idea of undertaking this project, so in politics, it's a 15,000 word independent research project. It can seem pretty daunting whenever you're first coming into the program. So I think that is one thing that's at the back of students' minds whenever they are starting their master's. And also maybe just when it comes to the, maybe the lack of contact hours as well. Again, this isn't, you know, different from an undergraduate university experience, but sometimes it would be typical to have one two-hour seminar per module in politics at Queen's. So that does mean that for the vast majority of the time, it is very much up to the student themselves to be reading around the module material, planning any questions, planning for the next seminar. And that can take a bit of getting used to whenever maybe they've been used to having more contact at the undergraduate level, or again, if they haven't been a student for some time. How can a master's student best prepare themselves then for this transition? Well, I think they should simply be prepared for it to take a little bit of a while for them to, to transition fully into the program. When it comes to managing their time, it's a good idea to start from the outset by planning it very carefully. So by the stage that someone is doing a master's, they will presumably be very enthusiastic about their subject that they have chosen to invest this extra time studying it for a new additional qualification. So they're already going to be probably more enthusiastic than they were when they started their first degree. And then they will probably have some organizational skills developed from that degree or from any work experience that they did in between. So I think making a clear plan each week as to how they expect to manage their workload. So in politics, that will simply involve a lot of reading, but also thinking about any questions that they want to bring to, to the next seminar or to plan any of their assignments you know, well in advance. So I think the process of planning, thinking about how they're going to spend their time in a, a structured way as possible is a really good way of helping to move through that transition. In your experience, what type of support do students find helpful? Well, I do think that the different workshops and events that the graduate school runs do seem to provide really, really helpful support to students. Certainly any that I've spoken to have always recommended just looking at the different events and workshops that are out there and trying to, to sign up. Both any that sound relevant as well as the ones that may not seem directly relevant, but may turn out to be relevant at down the line. So I do encourage students to just keep an open mind about the wide range of courses that are out there that might help them with their studies. And then beyond the graduate school within the School of HAP in, in my own discipline, I do think that the methods module is a particularly important one. So for a new master's student starting, the approaches to research design module, the, the methods module is one that takes place in that first autumn semester. And I think that it's the type of module that may seem to be the one that students have to do rather than necessarily one that they would choose to do. But it's also the kind of module that really does help to give students the tools to go about their own research whenever the dissertation comes around. So even though it may not necessarily seem the most attractive kind of module to take at the beginning, it's one of those modules that is really, really useful. So I would encourage students to just keep an open mind about that methods module or 
any similar kind of module that they're required to take because it does serve a really good purpose of being able to, to help them navigate the rest of their masters and eventually their dissertation. Yes, I remember as a postgraduate student, I was initially surprised that there were compulsory modules that I had to complete. However, these modules set me up nicely for my chosen research, but also I found I was able to transfer these skills into the working place when I moved beyond academia. Do you feel that there's some transferability in these skills? Definitely. From my own perspective, in the methods module we have in the School of HAP, I teach on the quantitative methods stream, which for social sciences and humanities students, you know, the idea of quantitative research methods isn't always the most appealing from the outset. Politics students may prefer words to numbers a lot of the time. So I do try to encourage students to at least have some exposure to quantitative methods, even if they're not necessarily going to be using them immediately in their dissertation as part of their research during the master's to be able to at least maybe have a better understanding of how these methods are used by other researchers can make them better consumers of research whenever they're able to digest and understand what's going on, how they've arrived at their findings. That can be really healthy. And then beyond the masters as well, we see the use of statistics all of the time, especially over, you know, the last couple of years with the pandemic, we've probably been exposed to statistics on a more frequent basis than ever in the wider media. So to be able to have a better understanding of things like that, that we come across in the real world is very healthy. And then thinking into future careers, it may be surprising to people the number of times in careers like in journalism or in the civil service, the public affairs consultancies. The number of times that you may be required to digest statistical research and to make sense of it, even if you're not going to be conducting it. So that's all to say to keep an open mind about any of the methods modules, the methods training that you undertake as part of your master's, because even if you don't use it during your master's, it may still open up a lot of avenues to you in your future job. Thank you for that insight, Jamie. So now let's move on and look at what being a supervisor is like. So can you tell us what has the student supervisor relationship been like for you? Well, it really has been, to put it very bluntly, it's been very fun because I love teaching, I love research, but being a supervisor is a way of being at the intersection of both because you have a student who is very passionate about something that you are also very passionate about. And you're able to help to support them on their journey of doing independent research, trying to investigate some sort of puzzle for themselves. That goes back to what I said at the beginning when I, I described being a supervisor in three words as being very, very rewarding. Um, and it is simply about being able to see a student become a researcher themselves and to then uncover what has, in my experience, been some really interesting original findings that are rewarding for them and that are then in the process very rewarding for me. So it's a very fun part of the job to be a supervisor in my experience. So Jamie, what insights have you gained while supervising master's students? Well, the thing about master's students and their dissertations is that they're going to be studying something that's broadly aligned with my own research. But at the same time, it's always something a bit 
different, something that maybe I haven't considered myself before, because as with any academic, we, we all have our relatively narrow specialisms. So it can be really nice to be supervising a master's student who's researching something that broadly interests in, but they bring something new to the table. So by supervising master's students, I learn a lot about very new topics and new literatures. Simply reading drafts can be a real insight into a, a very different topic. For example, I had a student I was supervising who was very much interested in a topic that I didn't know that much about, but I was able to, to support him with the method side of things because he was interested in conducting survey experiments, which turned out to be a really interesting and innovative project. I learned a lot about the topic that he was exploring and he was able to produce a really interesting dissertation with some really innovative findings. So the main insight to be gained as a supervisor is simply in learning new things that are related to our own areas of expertise, but maybe aren't the things that we're encountering otherwise on a day-to-day -day basis. It sounds like being a supervisor can be a very interesting and rewarding experience. It is reassuring to hear, Jamie, that even as a supervisor, you are still learning new things. So, Jamie, have you got any memorable experiences, either as being a student yourself or as a supervisor, that you would like to share? Well, this might be a nice way for me to be able to reflect when I was on the other side of the fence as a student, because for both my master's dissertations and then my, my PhD thesis, I felt very lucky to be supervised by academics who had great advice. They were very passionate about their subjects and they very much encouraged me to think about research in a different way. They encouraged me to push myself, to push my methods, skills, and to really dig as deep as possible into the different projects that I was involved with for my own master's and PhD projects. And as a result of their enthusiasm and the support that they gave me, they encouraged me to think outside the box. So it was from my master's dissertation that I submitted a reworked version of it to an academic journal for the first time, not really knowing what to expect, but taking the risk anyway to, to see what the anonymous reviewer said. And then that ended up being my first published piece of work from my master's dissertation. So having a supervisor who brought out the best in me at that time, who motivated me to be ambitious with my research, to, to see where it could end up, that helped me on the path to developing my own academic career. So obviously not every dissertation student will, will want to stay in academia or end up in an academic career, but having a supervisor who helped to, to motivate me to do my best and to be ambitious was certainly something that helped me in the long term. So that's definitely something that I want to bring to the table when it comes to any student that I supervise. It's great to hear how your own experiences as a postgraduate student has helped shape how you provide support to current students. So I'm going to ask you one more question, Jamie. What have some of your students gone on to do after completing their master's journey? Well, there has been quite a wide variety of different career paths that some of my students have gone down. These include teaching, the civil service, research within different public affairs uh, agencies. And this reflects the fact that doing a master's in a discipline like politics, it's about trying to develop those critical thinking skills, among others, which can be applied and transferred across different contexts. 
So there's no specific career that a politics student automatically goes down. It's not necessarily training to be a politician, but it's about trying to equip students with a strong skill set as possible that will enable them to keep their options open and to pursue whatever career they're interested in. And I have to say, you know, as a supervisor, one of the most rewarding parts of what is already a very rewarding experience is to be able to complete a reference. So I do encourage any student to develop a reasonably close relationship with your supervisor so that they know what your longer term plans are. They may not be fully formulated when you're doing your master's, but if you have a chat with your supervisor about things that aren't just about your dissertation itself, that can be really useful then whenever you do approach your supervisor to ask for a reference because he or she will, I'm sure, be very, very happy to provide one. Again, Jamie, that is some wonderful advice. Yes, we do encourage our postgraduate students to think about life beyond their master's dissertation or their PhD. So I think having a conversation with your supervisor can be really helpful on that front. So I would like to thank you again for coming along today and sharing your invaluable insights with us. We would like the discussion to continue beyond our podcast. If you would like to share your thoughts or tips, please do so on Twitter using at QUV Grad School.